Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the Tiger Woods Show, right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one top of the line podcast network for professionals how are we doing ladies and gentlemen i am cam rogers i'm alongside bridget whalen let me be of the first to wish everybody a very happy valentine's day and president's day both of those things happening this weekend if you will president's day on monday which is technically part of the weekend since it is a federal holiday. So good stuff there. It's going to be an interesting week of golf. The AT&T Pebble Beach will go down. No program this year just because of the pandemic and what have you, but still an interesting tournament upcoming and should be plenty of good visuals of the Monterey Peninsula. I believe it's going to be rainy and cool, but we'll see how the weather shakes out this week. Follow us on social media. I am on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. You can follow Bridget at Bridget K. Whalen. We will discuss the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Jordan Spieth, is he back? I'm kind of annoyed with this conversation, but we will have it later in this show. Brooks Kepka back into the winner's circle after multiple missed cuts in his recent tournaments. He is Just fine, I think, ladies and gentlemen, winning last week at TPC Scottsdale. So a lot to get to in this show. But first, we want to give a shout out, of course, to bet online. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. The only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. By the way, for you golf fans out there, oh, wait, that's all of you. Kyle Stanley this week for a top 20 finish. Hammer that. I really like his chances this week. He has a good iron game. It's only getting better coming off of a really solid week at TPC Scottsdale. So go ahead and place that bet if you want to. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Bet Online has hundreds of props with real time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24 hour online casino. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That sounds like free money. BetOnline.ag is the way to go. They are your online sportsbook experts. Hello, Bridget Whalen. How are you? Hello, I'm well. How are you, Cam? I'm doing fantastic. And <laughs> somebody named Jordan Spieth is at least doing pretty darn good right now, coming off a solid week at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. If you folks are on Twitter, I'm sure that was 99% of the conversation that you were seeing in your feed. Jordan Spieth, 54-hole co-lead, but sputtered on Sunday to a a tie for fourth finish, only carding two birdies on Sunday. Regardless, here's the deal. He had a chance to win for the first time since 2017, the Open Championship. Here's my take, Bridget. I think the reality is Spieth is still spraying his driver way too much. And until he at least is field average with the big stick, I can't have a lot of confidence in him to contend 
week in and week out because here's the deal. He doesn't have the distance to counteract his lack of accuracy. He's obviously not Dustin Johnson or Bryson DeChambeau or John Rahm, so his margin for error is a lot smaller. So when you're missing the fairway so often, you have to play catch up with your irons. Now, with that said, he did pretty darn well on his approach game last week, and maybe it will suit him well this week. I'm not totally sure, but this whole Jordan Spieth is back situation, I'm just not there yet, Bridget. And, you know, I'm a live in the moment kind of guy as it is. So why look too far down the line? Unless, of course, you're placing a futures bet like at the Masters on Jordan Spieth when you can really just enjoy what's happening in front of you. So Bridget, I'm kind of curious to know where you fall on this spectrum of Jordan Spieth. Are you just, uh, hey, let's slow it down a little bit, or are you, oh my God, he's going to be on that first page of the leaderboard at the Masters coming up? (laughs) Okay, well, I would like to say that I'm not on the page of, oh my God, he's going to be on the first page of the leaderboard. Right there, yeah. But I am trending in that direction. Okay, here's the thing about Jordan. And I I do agree with you. He is spraying it. He's missing it left. He's missing it right. He's really not sure where he's going to miss it. But that's always the case for Jordan. Jordan is an artist. Jordan doesn't play the game like Dustin, where Dustin hits into the fairway. He stuffs an iron shot. He puts it in. No, Jordan doesn't play that. Let's go back to the 2013 John Deere Classic. Jordan holed out from the bunker to win, but Jordan was in the bunker. So he's not a player who really does it the equation type way where it's like, let me knock it really far. Let me get it on the green. Let me put it in the hole. That's not Jordan at all. We know Jordan for sinking 50 footers, 60 footers. But Jordan is 50, 60 feet away from the hole. So in order to make these like artistic plays that live in our memories, you're not a stereotypical tee to green guy. You just aren't. You're, you're not Justin Thomas. They have vastly different games. So for me, it's okay if Jordan is hitting it left and hitting it right. The only thing for me is if Jordan gets it in the hole under par, because then Jordan has confidence. He's a total feels player. And he's said that multiple times. He's way more like Tiger than people tend to acknowledge now that he's playing so poorly. But just go back five or six years ago, and there were so many comparisons of the two of them because they do approach the game in a similar artistic, creative manner. They just, they approach it differently. And that's why, He, like Tiger, really gets people riled up because he's so exciting to watch because he's not hitting it in the fairway and he's not hitting it five feet from the hole. It's fun golf is what you're saying. It's not boring golf. It's kind of like Phil. Yeah, I I mean, if it's going well. Right, sure. (laughs) If it's going poorly, it's sad (laughs) and it's a little depressing. And we've, we've seen a lot of that as of late. So for me... Saturday was a huge confidence builder because whatever mountain he is climbing, he is getting close to the top. And for me, that's really the biggest takeaway for a a player like Spieth is that he needs rounds like that to sort of propel him to the next. 
And I see only good things now. I really do. I, I don't see Sunday as a failure because to be honest, he hasn't been in that place in quite a long time. And even though he's been in that place many a time before, I think that familiarity with it does take a little time. And I'm not saying he was like nervous or he definitely was nervous. There are a plethora of videos <laughs> to showcase that his nerves were very high on Sunday. But I, I think it also plays into the familiarity and the comfortability. And maybe he wasn't as comfortable as he could have been. But you could say the same. You could say literally the same for Xander Shoffley, who has been in that place 10 times this season. So it just goes to show you that players, just, they just approach things so vastly in a vastly different way. And I think that having that experience for Jordan is really going to do well for him where I see for Xander having that experience and not getting the win and not like sort of coming out on top is going to hurt him. So I think that it's funny how they both sort of floundered in that round. They both, they didn't really press anything. Like it, it was very humdrum golf. No, they didn't shoot like eight or 10 over, but they shouldn't be anyway. So like, and again, Brooks shot, what did he shoot five under? So like he deserved to win. But the problem for me is like Xander has been in that place so many times and he just, he can't shoot the five under. So like, if I was going to look at those two players, Xander and Jordan, even though Xander, I think that was like his eighth top 10 or like something crazy or, or maybe even more than top 10. I don't remember it. He's been in the top a lot this season and the past year. If you look at those two players, I think that Sunday was beneficial for, for Jordan and it was detrimental for Xander. And they really basically did the same thing that day. Yeah, I've heard that take before, and I would probably agree there's something going on with Xander's ability to close or at least seal the deal, and you have to wonder if he is the new Tony Finau, to be honest with you, because there's really no reason for him to not win way more than what he's doing right now. But back to Spieth, if I may, because I am arguing that I am not saying he needs to gain strokes off the tee. I mean, I'm talking about field average and maybe losing half a stroke or something like that. But I mean, when you put yourself in so many positions like he does off the fairway, that means, Bridget, he's probably not getting the ball very close to the hole on his approaches, at least on these hard courses that he's going to play coming up. And it puts a lot of pressure on the flat stick. And right. I'm not so sure that flat stick is as hot fire as maybe we realize, or it certainly isn't as hot fire as it was back in 2015, for example, until that happens, until that putter starts to catch, I lean toward, okay, you got to drive the ball a little bit better then so you can get the ball closer, right? So it's one of those paradoxes, if you will, that like, yeah, it's how he plays the game, but also at the same time, something else has to give. And I guess that would be the putter if he's going to miss so many fairways. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I agree with you in the sense that he does need to straighten the driver out and off the tee a little bit, but I think that also is going to come with this confidence surge. So okay. I, I don't think he'll, and I, I'm going to, this is probably going to be not a friendly take. I do not think he will ever have the putting finesse that we saw in 2015. I just cannot see that happening again. And and that's not like a knock on Jordan. That was like, he had like, 
he had like a lucky star on his back. Like, honestly, he could have won. He could have won three majors that year. Like that was crazy. So like for me and, and I, I kind of feel bad saying this. I just don't think we will ever see Jordan play that golf again. So to hold him to that standard is a little rough. And then we saw this glimpse on Saturday where it was like vintage Jordan, like so fun to watch. And it's hard to say like, oh, he's going to back that up on Sunday when we haven't seen him play around like that in quite a long time. So I agree with you that something does have to give. And I don't think his putter is ever going to get back to where it was. And maybe I'm wrong and maybe he's going to prove me wrong. But um, I do think that in order for him to get into a sense of like, he's going to be winning again multiple times a year. Yeah, you're right. He's going to have to figure T to green out, make it a, a little more streamlined and then not have to rely on the putter so much because I just don't think he's ever going to get back to where he could literally rely on it. Like tiger used to. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Maybe that was just a one-off and he has to figure it out in a different way now in this new version. I mean, honestly, Bridget, it's funny to think about nearly six years ago for that season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, that just is crazy to think about. So it's been a long time coming. Congratulations to Spieth on what was at least a moral victory. Top 10 finish at the Phoenix Open. We'll see what he does this week. Uh, let's talk about the winner, though, real quick. Brooks Kepka. I was talking about this last week on one of my interviews, how, look, it was easy money to bet Brooks to make the weekend. And so, boy, did he make the weekend. He ended up winning the whole thing. So eighth tour victory for Brooks Kepka. He now has as many regular tour wins as major championships. He was five strokes behind Spieth and Shoffley entering the final round. And he also won this event, by the way, back in 2015 for his first PGA Tour win. Before the win, Bridget, everybody was wondering what's going on with Brooks. There were some injury concerns and obviously a lot of missed cuts, but here's the logic. When you have somebody who's as talented as Brooks Kepka is, like, He's going to show up again, and boy, did he at TPC Scottsdale. This kind of came out of nowhere, though, right? I mean, he really wasn't talked about entering Sunday, and then there he was. No, and I think five off of the lead, and, and Jordan being – Jordan and Xander, they both – they they move the, the needle a little bit. So them being in the final round, I think Spieth really moves it, but I'll give Xander a little bit of credit here. Them being in the final round, it it took the eyes off of pretty much anybody else. I think Steve Stricker was still a little bit brought into the mix just because of his age. And sure, that would have been a really fun storyline. I was actually kind of bummed that that didn't pan out. But what are you going to do? I I really enjoyed Saturday's round with Jordan. So I'm just going to like let the Steve Stricker thing go. Uh, But yeah, Brooks was not on my radar at all. I follow his girlfriend very closely. And I know that he's been struggling quite a bit more than maybe he like leads on to the golf world. But I'm sort of in like that personal world too. I like to think I am. I'm not really I'm like a voyeur. (laughs) It's fun to pretend. Um, yeah, I'm just going to pretend. Uh, so I kind of had a, a sense that he was a long ways away. So he was like totally off my radar. And I think he was pretty transparent after the fact how he really was like kind of in a dark place. Uh, he mentioned tears and he mentioned feeling like he'll never get back to playing good golf again. Like that's pretty heavy stuff, especially coming from a guy who really doesn't, 
let you in like that deep. Uh, he, he sort of, he likes to keep things uh, on the down low, if you like to say, especially with emotion. So I was kind of surprised to hear that. He's won here before, so it doesn't surprise me to see players win at a course that they've won before, but he honestly was not on my radar at all. You know, talking about Brooks and talking about Jordan Spieth is really just alerting to me and uh, informing me that golf really is a sport of peaks and valleys. I mean, even the number one player in the world right now, Dustin Johnson, went through his own sorts of issues with drug use and what have you. Remember, he stepped away from the game for a little bit. And here he is at the top of the mountain. Brooks Kepka, injuries, missed cuts. Jordan Spieth, we don't even have to go there. We know the deal there. Tiger Woods, you guys know the story with that in some of his valleys. So it is totally uh, an interesting storyline to think about just from a macro perspective, just how difficult it is to stay on top of the world in golf and basically go through the sport unscathed. So many golfers have had issues, uh, whether it was personal or on the course or both. Remember Sergio had a lot of problems back, you know, around 2009, 2010. So just talking about Brooks and talking about speed just really brings that to light. And it really makes you appreciate these guys out there. (laughs) And it's almost silly when we, make fun of Tony Finau and Xander Shoffley for not winning when we're really not, by the way, because obviously they're amazing people and very talented golfers, but it really does put things in perspective. Does it not? Oh, for sure. And I think that more often than not, people like to compare to what Tiger did and what Tiger did is just, it's not the norm and it's never going to be duplicated ever. Like, There was um, Shane Bacon. He said a stat this past weekend. He was talking about Roy McIlroy, who's made, I think, I think it was 25 consecutive cuts Roy has made. And in order for him to get to Tiger's record, which I think is 142, if I'm messing up those numbers, I'm sorry, but they're very close to that. It would take Rory until the 2028 Players Championship. The 2028 to, to maintain that cut streak. So like, that's insane. Like, just put that in your brain and try to compute that. It just doesn't make sense. That's and we seven. won't have Tiger again like that. No, <laughs> right. no way. Never again. So like you, you, we, I, I, I don't know why I was just going to say you, I do it all the time. We have to, we have to stop comparing things to stuff that players in the past have done. You're 100% right. This is a sport. Golf is so it's like, you cannot predict it. It, You never know what's going to happen. Players could be trending and then all of a sudden have like a really bad round. I think DJ is a perfect example of that last Mm. season. He shot like those two eighties and then he won by like 30 shots. It's like, what, like what's going on, you know, or 30 under, sorry, not 30 shots, but he won by 30 shots. Everybody. That would have been domination. (laughs) (laughs) That, that would have been insane, but what I'm saying is like, I think that even players themselves, they know that that it's a volatile game and that they could have a really bad round, but that doesn't mean that they're in a really bad place and vice versa. They could have a great round, but it could mean that they like have a lot to work on and, and they just got lucky out on the course. I don't think it's all luck, obviously, but I think that certain factors play into it a lot more than not. And players could 
go from missing a cut to winning and it's it's not going to be unusual now i mean brooks did it there he missed three cuts and he won last week so. like explain that and i'm saying this you know as a rhetorical question like <laughs> how can you you can't explain that it's just so funny because we don't think about what these guys are doing off the course in the simulators with their coaches maybe they find something in their grip it happens to me too like well brooks has no coach so <laughs> we're gonna true. give that's all good. the credit to brooks but you also have to acknowledge what happened at waste management you had jordan and xander who were leading the pack who really didn't do anything on sunday so I, i'm not like giving brooks a free pass he went five under on the day i believe so like clearly he came to play but Jordan, what if Jordan went five under? He was already five strokes ahead of, of um, Brooks at the start. So now he's essentially 10 strokes ahead unless Brooks rallies back. So, and again, I'm, I'm not saying it's all about luck, but there is an element of luck in everything. It, not just in golf, in life, in everything. So the leaders really didn't come to play, or they came to play, but they didn't show up and play. And he, Brooks, he, Played his butt off that day and he deserved to win. And he got lucky too. He holed out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't right. like he was hitting his approaches to two feet and knocking in the putt each time. Like, you 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 just have to acknowledge that things happen and and I and he got a little lucky on Sunday. It's a game of misses and a game of luck sometimes, and that's just how it is. Sure. So there you go. Eighth tour win for Brooks Kepka, and he will not be in the field this week, nor will Dustin Johnson. He was slated to be, but withdrew after winning out there in Saudi Arabia. Makes a lot of sense to me. He'll play next week. Doesn't want to deal with the jet lag and what have you playing in California. So there you have it. Patrick Cantlay is now the favorite at plus 900. Again, no pro-am this year. You won't have the fun with Bill Murray and Chris Berman and all the characters that play during this week. So it's just the regular tour players. Just a two-course rotation, Spyglass Hill and Pebble Beach. Usually it's a three-course, not this year. 36-hole cut rather than a 54-hole cut. And I think that's really it in terms of the logistics. It's not a great field this week, Bridget. I'll be honest with you. It's pretty top-heavy. Jason Day will be playing, Will Zalatoris, and, of course, Patrick Cantley, as I mentioned. So those are some guys, uh, Francesco Molinari, too. But this is actually the weakest field in terms of official world golf rankings for the Pebble Beach tournament in its history. But with that said, it's still golf. It's going to be fun, and there should be some good visuals as we watch this week. So let's talk about last week real quick here. Bridget, you went with JT, tied for 13th. I picked Sunjay, tied for 17th. So you inched a little bit farther away from me. You now have a $900,000 lead. But I will say my string of top 17 finishes since 2021 came to be continues. So that's nice. Uh, that's something I can hang my hat on. Bridget, uh, any thoughts about this tournament? If not, you can go right ahead to your pick. Not many thoughts. I'm kind of excited that there's no pro-am element. Uh, so that's interesting. Much all I, got. I know. I, I love Bill Murray. Um, but you know, I'm good. We could, I could, I could take a break. Stick to Groundhog Day rather than watching yeah. golf. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see him. I'll see him next year. Well, everything will be fine. Um, so call me a sucker. 
<laughs> now, I just want to say it wasn't the Saturday 61 that is doing me in. I actually was going to pick Jordan Spieth. Previous to what happened last week, I actually thought he was going to pull out from waste management. And he actually confirmed on Sunday that he was going to not play waste management. So my theory was he's going to pull out of waste management. I'm going to pick him from for Pebble because he's going to be like rested, relaxed, ready to go. And I just have to say, yes, his driving needs a little work, but Pebble Beach is short. The driver isn't really needed too often. So I'm going with Jordan. I kind of wish Saturday didn't happen because this was my plan anyway. I'm not being a fibber. I'm that is the God's honest truth. But Saturday did happen, and I I did love it. So thank you for Saturday. I'm going with Jordan. He won here. He has like a bunch of top threes too. So his odds to win the Masters, by the way, have been slashed in half since his performance at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. So obviously a less profitable scenario for betters out there if you're looking to the Masters. But all right, Bridget, fine. I kind of made fun of you before the show, so I won't really comment too, too much. You're drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. But with that, I won't judge you because you're still, again, in the lead and you can have some fun with your picks. So whatever. My pick. (laughs) Jason Day, and I don't love it, and I'm really not all that confident. Yeah, I'm not all that confident in a lot of guys this week. It's a very top-heavy field, but, like, I feel like this could be a rando sort of week, like Brian Gay coming out of nowhere and winning, that sort of situation. So Pebble's a par 72, less than 7,200 yards. Jason Day is first in the field within the last 24 rounds on those type of courses. And of Mm -hmm. course, he has an elite course history here as well. He has played so well at Pebble. I think all that's missing here at this tournament for him is a victory. I know he has not been playing great lately, but what did we just talk about, Bridget? Brooks was not either, and he just won at Waste Management. So give me the Aussie Jason Day. Brooks is a four-time major champion. Oh, for crying out loud. Jason Day is a world-class golfer. Okay, yeah, he hasn't won for like three years, but that's fine. Jordan hasn't won for almost four years. So you know what? We're in the same boat. I also like to renege on why I said he has three top tens. I said a bunch of top threes. I'm just so hyped up. You are. (laughs) He has has like 30 top threes. Dustin Johnson won by 30. I'm just throwing out these numbers. You're in a hyperbolic mood. (laughs) So hyperbolic. Nobody come to me for stats unless you want them to be largely inflated so jordan spieth is going to win by 30 this week that's basically what's going to happen. <laughs> and jason day is going to get a top three <laughs> exactly <laughs> that would be a great that would be a great scenario jordan and jason i feel like we're hearkening back to like previous years this doesn't feel like 2021 we're going with like our old flames i like we're picking our high school well i'm picking my high school boyfriend you're picking your high school girlfriend there you go Yeah, I mean, we're getting a little nostalgic here. It's been a while for a couple of these guys, but uh, you know what? Like I said, it's not a great field, so these guys should definitely make the weekend. I'm talking about Day and Spieth, and maybe they could just go ahead and at least one of them hoist the uh, trophy this week. Maybe they get into a playoff. Bridget, that would be fun. One week, both of our picks get into a playoff. Wow, that would end Jason Day and Jordan Spieth playoff at Pebble Beach. That'd be interesting. That sounds great. By the way, Bridget, uh, 
fills in the field this week, does he make the weekend? He's not playing well at all. <laughs> not playing well. He's not playing well. I say he does. I say he does. Top 10 finish last year. So, I mean, that was only 365 days ago. So, he's not that far off. But Yeah, he doesn't have to hit the driver that much this right. week. So, that's, I mean, that's him. literally my play for everyone. Right, right. It's full of landing areas. Everybody hits it in the right area if you will the same area and then they kind of go from there so yeah the driver usually stays in the bag this week but anyway it should be an interesting tournament AT&T Pebble Beach that's gonna do it for this edition of the Tiger Woods podcast right here on the Believe Network we will talk to you guys next week for Bridget Whalen. this is Cam Rogers we'll see you soon see you guys Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.